Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. Good morning. It's so good to see you this morning. Welcome. As Andrew said, first time today. Well, very special welcome to you indeed. We're going to continue a series that we're looking at together called The Heart of Worship. And uh, what I share today is really building on a, a, a series. And so you may be here for the very first time. You, you, you. And so what you're going to hear will be one message of a number. And all the messages that we've been sharing have a sense of a little bit of overlap. So each time there's a little bit of overlap and something new. And all in the total, they build up a general picture of, the, of what we feel we're running with as, a, as a, of the heart of worship. You can catch up on anything that is shared. If you've missed it or you've forgotten something or you think... Uh, did I get that? Then you can listen on our church website for free. You don't have to download anything on uh, longeatonoasis.co.uk. And you can listen to that. Or you've, if you've got, you know, most people have a smartphone. So whether it's Android or Apple, you can go onto the App Store and uh, download uh, the i uh, from, I'd like, what's it, a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be trendy and I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. You can download a podcast and you can listen again for free. Gone are the days of the old tape library. Oh, bring it back. Yeah, bring it back. Bring it back, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so that, that's, that's that. And uh, so I, if you have a Bible with you, you might like to turn to Romans chapter 12. We're going to look at verse 1. It's very well known uh, for some. And I want to read that together. And, uh, and then we're going to just share together for the next few moments. So Romans 12, verse 1, I'm reading from the NIV, and it reads like this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Worship. We've been looking at this and understanding that worship is, is worship is of the heart. That God wants your heart. God fills our hearts. He inhabits our hearts. He inhabits our lives. And uh, we understand that worship is. Although we sing beautiful songs, we've got a wonderful worship team. But worship is more than singing songs. It's beautiful. It enhances. It helps. It's part of. But it's not. And so we've been looking at this idea of worship is the heart. God wants our heart to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, all our strength to give our lives. So the heart is the giving over of our lives. We looked at what is the treasure of our hearts. Who has your heart? Where is your heart? And wherever your heart is, that, that's where your, 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 your treasure is going to be. And, and uh, so we've been looking at giving our hearts to God and giving our lives. We've looked at restoring a sense of the altar of God, giving of our, our hearts afresh to him. And, and so we've been going on this journey together. And uh, you can listen to those messages. You could catch up on those. But today I want to take the theme of the posture of worship. The posture of our worship, our demeanour of our worship. And so, yes, worship is of the heart. We've spent a long time looking at that. But uh, also we learn that throughout the, the scriptures that worship is to be of 
God wants worship that is body, soul, and spirit. We see this in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. But God looks for the whole of our lives, body, soul, and spirit. Not just spirit, but your body. How about that? Your whole life, but your, your body, your soul, all your emotions, all your thoughts, all your life. He wants the totality of our being. We see this in Romans 12, verse 1. And it's also translated body as also the whole of life. All of you and the whole of your life. That's what is worship. And we see that. And so we would say that God's view of worship is, in a, in a modern way, holistic. Uh, in the ancient world, there was a group, a sect called the Gnostics. They were uh, in the Greek culture, the Greek world, and within Greek philosophy. And Gnostics, the Gnosticism, it, it, it held up spiritual, the spiritual. The body was immaterial, but everything was spiritual. That's what was holy. And Gnost means knowledge, wisdom, hidden wisdom. And hidden wisdom was all spirit. And to combat that, quite large parts of the New Testament written is that Jesus has come in the flesh. Gnostics denied that. So he didn't, didn't come in human form, just spirit. And we see that in John, the writer John combats that, that, that uh, ancient heresy by saying that Jesus, anyone that says that Jesus doesn't come in the flesh is of Antichrist. And, uh, but, but, so, so Jesus did come in the flesh. He incarnated God in the very flesh. And so our worship is holistic. It's not Gnostic. It's not just spirit, but it's body, soul, and spirit. And so worship is spiritual, absolutely true, but it's body, soul, and spirit. It's a whole, the totality. In the East, in Hebrew culture, and Jesus came out of a Hebrew culture, there's this understanding of the whole of life, totality. In the Greek world, there was this compartmentalization and spirit was held up as, as, as holy. But God looks at all. So in the, in, we say that there's a secular and the spiritual, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. God wants to make all of it so that he might have his hand on everything. And so there's this understanding. And so Paul says, with your body, this is your spiritual worship. It's really interesting, amazing. So worship is incarnational in nature. Incarnational means in flesh. And so we, we Jesus, at Christmas, we often think of the baby born in flesh, God in flesh, incarnate. The Emmanuel with us amongst the incarnate. And so our worship is also in fleshed out. It's incarnational. Worship God with your body, your heart, your mind, your soul, your whole life. And so we see and we understand this throughout the Old Testament and into the New Testament. Now, I've only picked one verse, so I get that. But if you go through, you'll see this throughout the Old and into the New Testament to give the totality of our lives. And that includes everything in the hearts and around us. So, and the act of, of physical engagement is throughout Scripture, of incarnational worship, it's throughout the Scriptures. And we see this. And so God calls for a hungry, humble heart that's fleshed out in our hands, in our actions, in who we are, and actually in our heart and hands. It's fleshed out. It's to be incarnated. It's quite incredible. And so when we talk about posture, this is really important. So I propose to you this morning, today, that the posture of your heart and my heart is revealed in the posture of my hands. Your Heart is often revealed in our hands, in life. It's incarnated. 
What's not incarnated probably is revealed in our hearts. It's in our hearts, okay? So what's in our hearts? So you can't hide. You can't say, oh, it's all spiritual, mystical, high wisdom. That's what the Gnostics said. It's all out in the open because what's in our hearts is revealed. And, it's, and, and, so, and vice versa. And so the posture of our heart is revealed in the posture of our hands, our body, our life. Um, if you change your physical, you can um, change physical demeanor. A change in physical demeanor can affect our heart's disposition. Uh, a simple example of that is uh, something like, um, even if you're not feeling like it, if you smile, I know it's a bit of a forced smile. Have a nice day. They say to you, behind the counter, you know, McDonald's or Screwfix or whatever it is, have a nice day. But if you smile and you do it for long enough, you start to feel it and mean it. It's very interesting. In, in, uh, I, I trained in counseling, and one of the techniques of, of helping people f- feel in, uh, th- there's a simple technique of just smiling. And others start to smile. It's, it's quite amazing. But it's physical. It's incarnational. And isn't it amazing that something physical and something silly and simple like that can begin to affect the way you feel in your heart. And your heart also comes out in the frown. You know, I'm, I'm having a hard time, so there, there'll be a frown in my face, you know. And so, and so this is really interesting. It's amazing. And God looks at the heart. And he looks at our whole life. And it's evidenced in who I am before him and in my heart, life, my mind, body and soul. Now, so um, outward, the outward can often reflect the inward. And in worship, <laughs> you know, you're worthy, Lord. My hand's in my pockets. You know, you're worthy. Or, you know, I love you, Lord. It, it's sort of, it can be sort of reflected. I know we're laughing, aren't we, Julie? We're laughing at that. But, but, and, and I laugh, but it... it I'm not being silly or funny. This is biblical. It's quite incredible. And we're talking about posture today, okay? And demeanor and heart and outward. Uh, so don't take this out of context. This is just part of a picture, a general picture. We've looked at the heart and the whole of our lives and we've built a big case for this. But today, I just want to take up this idea of... And uh, I, used to, I used to listen to a, 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 a speaker. And one of the things that used to wind me up about him, he jingled the money in his pocket. We don't have much change in our pockets now, do we? I've got a little bit of change. It was unusual. But uh, you can't hear it, can you? But he jingled as he was... T- I don't know whether he was nervous or whatever he was... But, but demeanour, uh, the outward. Okay, so there are hindrances. The thing is, when it comes to... And we're going to look at this in a minute. And I, I'm going to just look at some postures in worship that's throughout the Scriptures. It's quite amazing. And I'm just going to throw that out there just for us to just take hold of this. So I'm building a case this morning. But there are hindrances to the posture of worship. There are some hindrances. Uh, one of them is fear. It's, we are fearful. What will others think if I you know, clap before the Lord? Or, 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 or what will others think if, if, I, if, I, if, if I, I, I cry out with emotion? Or, or, or what will others think if, if I open my hands before God? And what, what, what will the person beside? There, there's a sen- there can be a sense of fear in, in our hearts. I don't know about you, but it was the sense of fear many, many years ago, about, gosh, 39, no, it wasn't 39, it was, it was quite a few years ago, it was a lot of years ago, I prayed out loud for the first time. It was in a brethren assembly, 
I've told this story, so forgive me if you've heard this before, but there's a lot of new people here today that won't have ever heard this story. It was in a Brethren Assembly, and it was, we were in the, the, the prayer meeting before the morning meeting. And the custom and culture of that church was this. The men would be in that meeting, and someone, and you would be sitting down, somebody would then stand up, say their prayer, sit down, and then another person would follow. It was just the, it was the way they did it. And I was a brand new Christian. And so starting at the front, I was sitting near the back. So if you've heard this story, you'll know the story. But starting at the front, somebody would stand up, pray their prayer, and in an order, there we go. It was amazing. It was incredible to behold, honestly. And it was a bit like, um, it, it was, it was it, I, could, I could see this, I could see this gradually coming towards me. It was a bit like the old Mission Impossible, the 1960s, late 60s version. It went dun, dun, dun. The fuse was lit. I don't know if any of you can remember that. Not the, top, not the new Mission Impossible, the original. 1968 to 1972, Mission Impossible ran. And uh, you go have a look at it. The old, old is always best. And uh, it, it would go, the, the, like the fuse for the explosion. It would go, Ding, ding, ding. And we'd get loud. Ding, 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 ding. And Well, this was going through my head as the front of the front. Ding, 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 ding. How am I going to pray? How am I going to pray? And I did. It came, and then it came to me. The baton was passed over. And I did. I stood up, and for the very first time, I'd only been a Christian a few months, prayed out loud. I felt ever so fearful with the Mission Impossible tune going on. But I felt amazing that I just broke a fear barrier in my worship of God and my love of God. Now, you know, it, it was just one of them things. The next big thing was when I got filled with the Holy Spirit some years later, and I, I joined a Pentecostal church in a place called Aldershot, near where I lived. And for the very first time, I raised my hands. Again, for me, that was a huge thing, the very first time. Not copying others, but I could see from the Bible that the raising of hands had submission and worship, and, you know, and I, I can I give you a reason for that. And it, again, it was an amazing time of break it. But fear, fear is something that uh, holds us back. Also, the second thing I would also say, tradition. This isn't my church tradition. We don't do that. You know, we, we, we kneel on the cushion at the front to pray, and then I sit back. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying traditions, different traditions. Or I, 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 I say a prayer that's going to come up on screen and that we're all led in together. That's not wrong. It's another tradition. But tradition, so we say, you know, hands, not for me. Clapping, I don't, I don't, we don't do that stuff. I'm not that, no, that's over exuberant. But tradition can get in the way and fear. There, there's lots of others, but they're too... So, so, building that case, I want to just um, conclude with, with uh, they're going to come up on screen. But throughout the scriptures, posture at worship, and between me and God, and when we're together collectively, it's really interesting. So look at this. So, there, there, there's, no, there, there's, there's a number. And I, so, first of all, with our voice, you know, we engage incarnationally in our worship of God. And uh, we don't just watch, the, you know, some excellent musicians. It's not a concert. 
We're not watching some others lead us and think, that's a good tune, I really love this one. This is a great worship song. We're watching, we, we engage, in, we engage. And so this, throughout the scriptures, there's an engagement in, of incarnational worship. And, um, and so here's a view. So speaking, you know, there's, there, there's, there's, with the, there's with the voice, there's physical posture and hands. And this, so the first one, the voice. And so in Psalm 34, verse 1, it says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Speaking out. Sometimes you'll hear, us, hear someone say, let's just, just tell Jesus we love him. Let's speak it out together. And we won't raise our voices. We'll just say, oh, Lord, you're worthy this morning. I, 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 Pastor Andrew was just saying, you know, let you, he's worthy. Let's just speak it out. And that's worship. You know, you're worthy, Lord. I love you. Receive my heart. Speak it. It's in Psalm. These are going to be, I'm going to quote a lot of the Psalms. David wrote a lot of the Psalms. Psalms are cries of the heart, uh, songs, poems, worship, life. Psalms, beautiful book. Beautiful, beautiful book. Amazing. I recommend you read the Psalms. Over the summer break, we're going to do a series in the Psalms uh, together. And we'll say more about that in the weeks ahead. But... Um, so, uh, so uh, shouting, you, you know, you don't shout. My first experience of church was, shh. Somebody said that to me. Not, not here. Well, I mean, many years ago when I first became a Christian. You, 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 shout, you know, you don't shout. Psalm, Psalm um, 27 verse 6 says, Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. There's, there's, there's cries of, of joy. There's cries of, 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 of dedication. Uh, you know, people aren't afraid. I tell you what, I bet, well, I don't bet, but wrong word. But at the city ground, at Forest... When they beat, yes, oh yes, 1-0, beat Arsenal 1-0 and stay up probably now in the Premier League, I bet everybody was shouting. I tell you, Jesus did more than 1-0 when he rose from the dead. For all eternity, he secured eternal salvation for the universe. How amazing is that? Something to shout about, isn't there? No, not, not, might not be every day, but the, you know, in its place. So, so hey, hello. So there we go. Singing, Psalm 47, verse 6, we, we, you know, with our voice. It says, sing praises to God. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. Uh, 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 Andrew is reading from, from Revelation. We'll be singing when we see him face to face. We'll be shouting. We'll be speaking. We'll be silent. There's also silence. There's a moment to be still and know God. I've not included that one here. And I'm, I'm just thinking, there's also a time to, with my heart, meditate. So, so look, look, there you go. So there's some verses there. So some, and um, how about this then? Let's 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 go on. So in, in in the Psalms, look at this. With your physical, how about this physical posture? Now, before you say to me, ah, you're all the Psalms, and it's all Old Testament. We're we're in the New Testament now. Now it's very interesting. There is a piece of graffiti, it, um, and it's. Um, We've looked at it once before, and it shows, and it's graffiti, graffiti of a pagan, a pagan has graffitied, uh, I think it's maybe from Pompeii or somewhere like that, on a wall, and it shows um, a man with a donkey's head on a cross, and then an, another man standing below with a hand like this. And it says, Alexemenos worships his God. It's a pagan taking the mickey 
out of Christians saying that Jesus was an ass and there's this, this idiot Christian worshipping their God. But his hands are raised. Very interesting. So even in the New Testament, remember lots of, lots of the early believers came out of uh, a Hebraic background. So in the New Testament, raising of hands, shouting out, you know, it was cold. It's, it's, it's in, the, it's in that, that heart and light. So, so here we go. So bowing. Interesting, Andrew said, you know, in Revelation, they bow, they fell before the Lord in, in, in Revelation. Uh, but we see here in Psalm 95, verse 6, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Let us bow down. Kneel before the Lord, our maker. It was, it was in a prayer meeting here about 14 years ago that I was lying on the floor, face down. And, and often we, we, we will do that. Uh, yeah, as a church. I was lying on the floor face down. And um, I've told this story. So again, if you've been here a while, you would have heard this. But if you're new, you won't. And uh, I was lying on the floor face down, just saying, God, I love you. I'm going to give you my life. I give you my all. I've got nothing else. And I was at the end of, end of my own tether with myself. And as I was lying there, I felt as if a terrible darkness came upon me and all hell was breaking loose. And they were like, gar- you know what you see in these Gothic cathedrals? Gargoyle faces. These gargoyle faces were gnashing their teeth at me, saying, who's in charge in here? Who's in charge? Meaning here, in charge in here. And I was just lying. And then, in my mind's eye, in my spirit, as I was lying on face down, there was a bright light, a huge light, and a voice came and said, I am. It was Jesus saying, I'm in charge. That revolutionized the way I felt. I didn't feel fearful about the future, what was going on in my life, and I began to come with a sense of confidence. What I'm saying, bow down. Heart. It's amazing. What's in the heart revealed physically. It's quite incredible. Standing. Well, Psalm 119, verse 120. I, uh, my flesh trembles in fear of you. I stand in awe of your laws. Seating, lying, standing, physical posture. Dancing. Wow. Psalm 149 verse 3 says, Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with tambourine and harp. I don't do the tambourine or the harp, but I have known, been known to, to jig about a bit, to dance, to dance from time to time. And, uh, and, and so, and so if, you, if you feel released, then why not? Yeah, I know you're thinking about that. You're thinking it's not for me. I am uh, half Italian. So I'm sort of expressive a little bit, but then I'm English. <laughs> English dominant gene, Italian not as much. And so I won't be quite as, as expressive. And so there's something about being English and British, so forgive me if you feel I'm being politically incorrect, whereby you know, we don't do that. That's not my tradition. It's not my culture. I'm fearful. So, but it's, it's, it's there in the word of God. It's there in the word of God. Uh, okay, so let's move on. Physical posture, final, final three, and then we'll be, we'll be closing in a moment or two. Um, hands. So with our voice, our posture, our hands. It says that, so the playing of it, like so we have instruments, the playing of instruments, Psalm, Psalm 33, verse 2, says, Praise the Lord with harp, make music to him with ten-stringed lyre, sing to him a new song, play skillfully and shout for joy. Isn't that amazing? So the, the, the use of instruments and using of our hands to be with skill, that's, that's incredible, isn't it? It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And so some people say, oh, you know, you know. You know. So there's, there'll be some parts of the world 
And again, I, it's, it's what they want to do. I'm not, not making fun of them. But they, there's still parts of, this, of the Christian world where they, they, a presenter will have a tuning fork. And they go, and everybody goes, and they all start to sing. And they sing certain psalms. They won't have any instruments. That's what they want to do. I'm not, I'm not making fun or, or judging them. I don't want to do that. You wouldn't, it wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't be, but it's not biblical either. Neither is it biblical in the sense of that there is a freedom. How beautiful is that? Uh, look, look at this clapping. So, you know, we, we do clap our hands in church and, you know, it's as you feel and as we feel released in our hearts. Uh, and, and Psalm 47 verse 1 says, clap your hands, all you nations, shout to God with cries of joy. You know, people would do that for a football match. They're the great, great team. They'll, they'll do that for their, their, at the download festival or singing, uh, you know, or, they, or something with great delight. You know, you'll see people are really happy. They'll go, oh, wonderful cake, whatever it might be. Andrew would do that. And Andrew, 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 Andrew will be clapping his hands with glee, you know, in it. But, um, yeah, so, but, yeah. <laughs> Lifting hands. This isn't a definitive list, but look, look, look at this. Psalm 63 verse 4 says, I will praise you as long as I live. In your name I will lift my hands. Lifting of hands is a way of, of, of saying, God, I honour you. God, I'm giving you my life. You're, you're the God of gods, the King of kings. I hail you. I honour you. You're wonderful. I give you my life. I'm submitting to you. Lifting of hands. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's what's in the heart. And I find that incredibly liberating. I never used to. When I first got converted in the Brethren Assembly I was in, I'd never lift my hand. In fact, I, I was converted in a, in a group that were anti-charismatic and they thought the lifting of hands, they used to make fun of it. Very liberating. What's in the heart, released throughout the heart, the life of the body, the posture. So what I would say is, you know, let's worship him with our hearts, giving him our lives and all that we have. But also, let's worship him with our hand. You know, take seriously this whole aspect of being engaged incarnationally. In other words, fleshed out. Engage with God, fleshed out in your heart and in your life. So now we're going to ask, I'm going to invite you to do something. And we all get fearful on this. If the worship team would come back. So... You'll notice, I always say, oh, we invite you. I got told off for doing that over the years. I said, we should just say it and people will do it. But we don't instruct you. This isn't a place where I'm a drill sergeant. You will do. But we invite people, if it's to stand or to sit, whatever's the best for you, really. Whatever's the best for you with your heart as you bring your heart before God. But I'm going to invite you this morning. As we, as we, we, we're going to close. I'm going to pray. We're going to close together. To break your fear barrier. And, 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 and it doesn't mean to say you have to do anything. Now there's the danger, isn't there? Uh, there's the get out clause for us all. So there's not, not that we have to do anything, but I'm going to invite you to engage with God incarnationally in some way that you've never done before or you're a bit fearful of or for the first time. And... We're not going to look at each other because we've discussed that we're going to do our journey. And I've talked about this a lot. A runner does their personal best. They don't run 
if you do the park run, you do your PB, your personal best, you're not, you're not running against everybody else, you're just doing your run. And you know, we're here today, we're doing our run, we're doing our journey, we're doing our walk with Jesus. And we're not running against each other, but with each other. And if someone's, not at the back as in like, but someone's racing on, there's always early adopters and late adopters, non-adopters, but that, at the end of the day, that, that's not the point. My, my point this morning is purely to help God's church. That's all my role is to do, serve the church and to help God's people in their journey of following Jesus and loving him and incarnating Christ. That's my role. And if in what we've shared this morning, my hope and prayer is now that what we've shared may help you break down some barriers. Think about engaging with Jesus in fresh ways. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We love you. We adore you. We honour you. You are so good. You're a great God. Thank you, Jesus, that you, Father, you so loved the world that you sent your one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You, Jesus, are God incarnate, God in the flesh. Thank you, Jesus, that you didn't just shout from heaven, but you turned up, you fleshed it out, you bled, you died, you cried, you laughed, you got the heat of the day, you walked amongst people, you reached out, you loved, you touched, you healed, you interacted, you incarnated, you fleshed out. You call us as disciples, likewise now, to to flesh out, to live out, incarnate our love for you. And we honour you with our hearts and our lives and all who we are this morning. We say, take my life and let it be dedicated to you. And when we gather like these times of congregational, as a, as a church, as the drawn out together and gathered ones, the ecclesia, we, we take seriously engaging with you incarnationally to honour you with our bodies, whether that might be speaking, sitting, standing, hands raised, hands held out, clapping, bowing, lying on our face, shouting with joy, dancing with praise, silently standing in awe. All of this beauty, all of this is beauty, opening up our hearts, displayed in our hands. So this morning, Father, I pray for a release, that you would release us from traditions that might hold us back. We don't decry tradition. We don't decry other denominations and the way they do things. But we want to be people of the book, biblical, honour you, Old and New Testament. And so we come before you this morning to say that we say, let any power of tradition that would hold us back, hold us down, be released off of my life in the name of Jesus. May any fear, says perfect love of Christ, cast out all fear. May any fear of being looked upon as being silly, or this feels silly, or what's the point of this, you know, or what will others think, or is anyone watching me? I pray that that would be cast out, cast off. This place, our lives, my life, in the wonderful name of the most glorious and awesome and awe-inspiring Son of God, Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Now, however, do this morning as we worship together, whether it's the raising of your hands, the standing, the sitting, staying silent, kneeling before, I don't know what it might be. For the very first time, break the fear barrier, 
break the sound barrier, whatever it might be. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I know what it might be for me. Let's worship God and let's seek to engage Him with all of our heart, with all our mind, with all of our soul, and with all our bodies too. In Jesus' name. God bless you. If you can stand, please stand. If you want to remain seated, you may. But let's engage Him for the very first time. God bless you. Church, let's close our eyes and lift our hands. We sing praise. 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 Thanks to the Lord, our God and King, His love endures forever.